भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तदोजय मुदीर नष्टप्रायशभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चैप्टर ट्वेल वर्स नंबर नाइंटीन ब्राह्मण ऊचु पार्थ प्रजा अविता साक्षा पार्थ प्रजावीत साक्षा पार्थ प्रजावीत साक्षा इक्ष्वाकुव मानव इक्ष्वाकुर्व मानव इक्ष्वाकुर्व मानव ब्रह्मण्या सत्यसंध ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च राम दाशरथि यता ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च रामो दाशरथिर्यता ब्राह्मण ऊचु पार्थ प्रजावीत साक्षाक्ष्वाकुर्व मानव ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च रामो दाशरथिर्यता ब्राह्मण ऊचु पार्थ प्रजावीत साक्षाक्ष्वाकुर्व मानव ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च रामो दाशरथिवता ब्राह्मण ऊचु पार्थ प्रजावीत साक्षाक्ष्वाकुर्व मानव ब्रह्मण्य सत्यसंधश्च रामो दाशरथिर्यता वेड मे ब्राह्मण द गुड ब्राह्मण ऊचु सट पार्ता वोसन ऑफ पिता प्रजा दोस्वर भाग अविता मेंटेनर साक्षात डायरेक्टली इक्ष्वाकु इवा एक्सैक्टली लाइक किंग इक्ष्वाकु 
मानव सन् आफ मनु ब्रह्मण्या फॉलोअर्स एंड रेस्पेक्टफुल टू द ब्राह्मणास सत्य संदह ट्रूथफुल बाई प्रामिस ऑल्सो राम द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड रामा दाशरथी द सन ऑफ महाराजा दशरथा यथा लाइक हिम ट्रांसलेशन पर्पट बाइस्टूपॉ ट्रांसलेशन द लर्न टू ब्राह्मण ऑफ सेट ओ सन ऑफ प्रिता दिस चाइल्ड शेल बी एक्सैक्टली लाइक किंग इक्श्वाकू सन ऑफ मनु इन मेन्टेनिंग ऑल दोज वर बॉन्ड एंड एज फॉर फॉलोइंग द ब्राह्मणिकल प्रिंसिपल्स एस्पेशली इन बीइंग ट्रू टू इज प्रॉमिस इट शेल बी एक्सैक्टली लाइक रामा द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉडर्ड द सन ऑफ महाराजा दशरथा पर्पट बाई स्लबरूपा इट्स लिटल लॉन्ग पर्पट प्रजा मीन्स द लिविंग बीइंग who has taken birth is birth in the material world actually the living being has no birth and death, no death but because of his separation from the service of the lord and due to his desire to lord it over material nature is offered a suitable body to satisfy his material desires in doing so one becomes conditioned by the loss of material nature and the material body is changed in terms of his own work the living entity thus transmigrate from one body to another in 84 lakh species of life but due to his being the part and parcel of the lord he is not only maintained with the necessities of life by the lord but is also protected by the lord and his representatives the saintly kings this saintly kings give protection to all the prajas or living beings to live and fulfill their terms of imprisonment maharaja prakshit was actually an ideal saintly king because while touring his kingdom he happened to see that a poor cow was about to be killed by the personified kali whom he at once took to task as a murderer this means that even animals were given protection by the saintly administrators not from any sentimental point of view but because those who have taken birth in the material world have the right to live all saintly kings beginning from the king of sun globe down to the king of earth are so inclined by the influence of the vedic literatures the vedic literatures are taught in higher planets also as there is reference in the bhagavad gita 4.1 about the teachings to sun god vivaswan the bhagavad gita oh, sir by the lord and such lessons are transferred by disciplic successions as it was done by sun god to his manu to sun manu and from manu to maharaj ikshwaku there are 14 manus in one day of brahma and manu referred here referred to herein is a seventh manu who is one of the prajapatis those who create progeny and is son of sun god is known as vaivasata manu he had ten sons and maharaj ikshwaku is one of them Maharaj Ikshwaku also learned bhakti yoga as taught in the Bhagavad Gita from his father Manu who got it from his father the sun god later on the teaching of the Bhagavad Gita came down by disciplic succession from Maharaj Ikshwaku 
but in course of time the chain was broken by unscrupulous persons and therefore it again had to be taught to arjuna on the battlefield of kurukshetra so all the vedic literature are current from the beginning of very beginning of creation of the material world and thus the vedic literatures are known as aparushya not made by man the vedic knowledge was spoken by the lord and first heard was and first heard by brahma the first created living being within the universe maharaja ikshvaku one of the sons of vaivasoda manu he had 100 sons he prohibited he prohibited meat eating his son shashada became the next king after his death manu the manu mentioned in this verse as the father of ikshvaku is a seventh manu of the name vaivasoda manu the son of sun god vivaswan to whom lord krishna instructed the teachings of bhagavad gita prior to his teaching them to arjuna mankind is the descendant of manu the vaivasoda manu had 10 sons namely named ikshvaku nabaga drishta sharyati narishanta nabaga dishta karusha prashadda vasuman lord's incarnation matsya was advented during the beginning of vaivasthamuri rain he learned the principles of bhagavad gita from his father vivaswan the sun god and he reinstructed the same to his son maharaj ikshvaku in the beginning of the treta yuga the sun god instructed devotional service to manu and manu in turn instructed to ikshvaku for the welfare of the whole human society lord rama the supreme personality of god incarnated himself as shri rama accepting the sonhood of his pure devotee maharaja dasharatha the king of ayodhya lord rama descended along with his plenary portions and all of them appeared as his younger brothers in the month of chaitra on the ninth day of the growing moon growing moon in the treta yuga lord appeared as usual to establish the principles of religion and annihilate the disturbing the elements when he was just a young boy he helped the great sage vishwamitra by killing subahu and striking maricha the she demon who was disturbing the sage in their daily discharge of duties the brahmanas and kshatriyas are meant to cooperate for the welfare of the mass of the people the brahmanas sage the brahmanas sage endeavor to enlighten people by perfect knowledge the kshatriyas are meant to mean for the protection lord ramachandra is ideal king for maintaining and protecting the highest culture of humanity known as brahmanya dharma the lord is especially specifically the protector of the cows and the brahmanas and hence he enhances the prosperity of the world he rewarded the administ- administrative demigods by effective weapons to conquer the demons through the agency of vishwamitra he was present in the bow sacrifice of king janaka and by breaking the invincible bow of lord shiva he married sita devi the daughter of maharaja janaka after his marriage he accepted exile in the forest for 14 years by the order of his father maharaja dasharatha to help the administrative administration of the demons his wife sita devi was kidnapped by ravana he made friendship with sugriva who was helped by lord to kill vali brother of sugriva 
by the help by the help of lord rama sugriva became the king of vanaras the lord built a floating bridge of stones on the indian ocean and reached lanka the kingdom of ravana who had kidnapped sita later on ravana was killed by him and ravana's brother vibhishana was installed on the throne of lanka vibhishana was one of the brothers of ravana a demon but lord rama made him immortal by his blessings on the expiry of 14 years after settling the affairs at lanka lord came back to his kingdom ayodhya by flower plain he instructed his brother shatrugna to attack lavanasura who reigned at madura and the demon was killed he performed 10 ashwamedha sacrifice later on he disappeared while taking a bath in the sarayu river the great epic ramayana is a history of lord rama's activities in the world and the authoritative ramayana was written by the great poet valmiki the sandha purport this chapter describes about the birth of maharaja parikshit maharaja parikshit was a great devotee of the lord so hearing about the birth and activities of parikshit maharaj is as good as hearing about lord krishna in fact hearing about the lord and his devotees birth and activities are the right medicine to cure our material disease and come to the pathom of rendering pure unalloyed devotional service because the pure devotees are always absorbed in krishna consciousness the moment anyone in come in touch with the pure devotees they become a devotee of the lord whereas the ganges water if one goes and takes bath in the ganges every day of course one may get free from sinful reaction but he cannot get bhakti to get bhakti you have to take bath for many many years whereas the pure devotees are more powerful than mother ganges just by in touch with the pure devotee come in contact with the pure devotee one becomes a devotee of the lord just like prabhupad when he went to america all low class people just they came in touch with prabhupad they became devotees sometimes we can see those who are staying on the bank of ganges they may be taking birth every day still they may not be devotees so that is the power of appeal devotion service so let's have a short recap so in order to understand the subject matter In the beginning of bhagavatam the sages sages of naimisharanya put forward few question to suta goswami because suta goswami heard this bhagavatam when shukadev goswami was speaking to parikshit maharaj so because he was very submissive his guru shukadev goswami blessed him therefore he could remember whatever he heard from shukadev goswami so the sages of naimisharanya made him acharya although he was not a brahmana still he was promoted to the post of acharya so at the time this sages of naimisharanya headed by shaunakarishi asked few questions oh sotago swami please explain in an easily understandable way what you are certain to be absolute and the and ultimate goal for everyone because in this age of kali people are short lived 
dullarded people no intelligence always quarrelsome always disturbed and there are varieties of literatures are there four vedas 108 upanishad many puranas and itihas so it's very very difficult for the people to go through all the vedic literature and come to the conclusion it's not so easy to read all the scriptures and come to the conclusion if anything you read should come to the conclusion what the subject says what the book says since you already underwent everything you know the essence of all the scriptures so please select the essence of all the scriptures and present it for the good of humanity select the essence of all the scriptures and present it for the good of humanity and second question why did krishna appear as son of usudeva what are his different pastimes in his different incarnations because the sages of nemisharya were eager to hear the glories of the lord they are never tired of hearing about the glories of the lord because they have got some connection with the lord they keep hearing they are never satisfied they want to hear and more and more and third question they put forward since lord krishna left for us about at the end of dwaparika lord left for us about whom the now whom the religious principles have now gone for shelter in other words krishna is not there where we can go for shelter who can me who can search for taking shelter so these are the few questions sages of naimsha ananya put forward to sutta goswami then sutta goswami began to answer in simple word only one verse he concluded everything the essence of all the vedic literature is to render pure devotional service unto krishna that should be unmotivated and uninterrupted that is the essence of all dharma all the vedas upanishad puranas is simply render pure devotional service unto krishna without any motivation should be continuous should not be stopped at any point of time how do we render pure devotional service my question may, may, may be asked to render pure devotional service first we should render devotional service unto a pure devotees who are free from all material desires by rendering service unto pure devotees one develop a taste to hear about krishna katha when we develop taste to hear about krishna katha the lord is situated in everyone hearts as a paramatma in our heart lord is situated as paramatma he clears all the contamination he clears off all our contamination and one can render service unto krishna in other words one should render service to a book bhagavata and person bhagavata by rendering service to the both one can develop pure devotional service unto krishna and next second chapter sutta goswami explains about the different incarnations of the lord in enlist about 22 incarnation of the lord how he appeared what how he performed different pastimes in actually as put in detail he explained and the third third canto from third canto 17th chapter onwards till the end of 12th canto all the incarnations and their pastimes and third question after krishna left for his abode whom he can take shelter so this bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of godhead it was compiled by vyasadeva who is also 
incarnation of god so it was complete it's completely perfect all blissful all successful so what is this bhagavatam this bhagavatam is nothing but the glorification of the lord and his unalloyed devotees pure devotees like uh prakshit maharaj pralad maharaj yudhishthira maharaj prithu maharaj many many people are there the bhagavatam is explained not only krishna's past times and all his devotees past times so simply by hearing about that past times of lord become free from all material contamination so those who lost their vision due to dense darkness in the age of kali can get light from this bhagavata purana to cross over to cross over the ocean of material existence so in the second verse of shrimad bhagavatam first chapter second verse it is said what is this bhagavatam dharma projata kaitavo अत्र परमो निर्मस्त्राणां सताम वेद्यं वास्तवं अत्र वस्तु शिवदं ताप त्रयोन्मूलं श्रीमद् भागवते महामुनिकृते किम्मा परैर ईश्वर सद्य हृदय अवधृत्यते अत्र कृतभी शुष्भी तक्षणात व्हाट इज दिस भागवतम द भागवतम किक्स आउट ऑल द कैतव धर्म रिजेक्ट ऑल द कैतव धर्म व्हिच आर मेटेरियली मोटिवेटेड it profits highest truth this bhagavata puran can be understood only by those who are free from all material desires those who have got material desires they cannot relish this bhagavata purana this bhagavata purana approves this threefold mysteries and it was compiled by the vyasadeva when he attained complete maturity this bhagavatam alone enough to understand god and go back home back to god there is no need to read any other literature this one bhagavatam is enough to go back home back to god there are so many literatures are there one need not to read any other literature except this bhagavata purana here bhagavatam read bhagavatam enough to go back home back to god so simply by giving our eagerness to hear this bhagavata purana one can attain a loving service unto krishna now how do we hear from whom we have to hear that vyasdeva explains in the second third verse that should be heard from a pure devotee like shukadeva goswami because this bhagavatam is the ripened fruit of all the vedic literature because it has come out of the lotus lips of shukadeva goswami the taste of the bhagavatam has become more further enhanced in other words one should hear bhagavatam read bhagavatam from the bona fide spiritual master book bhagavata and person bhagavata are just like a two eyes two eyes by which one can see the absolute truth so unless we render service unto person bhagavata we cannot de- develop taste to hear book bhagavata so we should render service unto person bhagavata then we can develop taste to hear book bhagavata so after compiling this bhagavata purana vyasadeva instructed this bhagavatam to his son shukadeva goswami and shukadeva goswami in turn instructed this bhagavata purana to king parikshit who sat on the bank of ganges fasting until death now the sages of naimisharanya asked this end of third chapter the fourth chapter beginning the sages of naimisharanya headed by shavanakrishi asked sutta goswami 
when and where this bhagavatam was begun where did vyasadeva get inspiration to compile this literature where where did vyasadeva get inspiration to compile this vedic literature this bhagavata purana and we heard prakshit maharaj was a first class devotee of the lord therefore his birth and activities are all wonderful wish to hear about his birth and activities who is asking the sages of naimisharanya they were, they were eager to hear about the birth and activities of prakshit maharaj we know prakshit maharaj was the great emperor of the world he possessed everything why did he give up everything and went to the bank of ganges and fasting until death what is the reason for him to give up all the opulence wife family children everything and went to the forest went to the bank of ganges and fast until death please explain we are eager to hear about the birth and activities of parikshit maharaj this was the question put forward by shavnakarishi to sotago swami in the fourth chapter then sotago swami began to answer how did vyasadeva get inspiration inspiration to compile this vedic literature we know vyasadeva compiled the four vedas upanishad 108 upanishad and puranas of course all things he did but he was still not satisfied still he felt some vacuum in his heart he could not get satisfaction although he has done all the work for the for the welfare of the people but he was not satisfied he was contemplating what he did did why he could not get satisfaction so at the time narada muni appeared and narada muni he requested narada muni oh narada you know past and present future please tell me although i have done all the work but still i am not satisfied what is the reason at the time vyasa said my dear vyasa you have done everything perfect but one thing you did not do what is that you did not specifically pointed out the glories of the supreme personality of god you missed that one you did everything but except one thing you did not broadcast the glories of the supreme lord krishna any literature which does not contain the glories of the lord is nothing but the garbage now i instruct you please sit and meditate upon the past times of lord and compile that will satisfy the senses of the lord and your senses and it will be beneficial for everyone everyone can be satisfied then he explained about his own past times how he became pure devotee that is end of sixth chapter this are the up to sixth chapter or the preface of the bhagavata purana the actual bhagavatam starts from the seventh chapter so at the end of mahabharata war ashwatthama is master duryodhana was lying his thigh was broken by bhima sena and he want to take revenge against pandavas so i went to the camp of pandavas in the night time and killed the five sleeping sons of pandavas draupadi was very upset and arjuna and krishna both of them went and arrested ashwatthama and brought and draupadi told arjuna to release him but krishna wanted him to be punished for his heinous act 
then arjuna want to satisfy both draupadi and krishna so he took sword and shaved here and there and left him because insulting a humiliating a brahmana is as good as death so let him free after that he want to finish the lost descent of kuru dynasty once again what he did he released brahmastra to kill the lost descent in the womb of uttara wife of who was the wife of abhimanyu so the weapon was brahmastra was approaching uttara uttara started coming towards krishna and krishna was about to leave for dwaraka she prayed my dear lord please protect me please protect me let this fire weapon can burn me personally i have no issue but protect my child who is within my home please then krishna entered in the womb of uttara and protected the child protected the child after that kunti marani offered her prayers to krishna for constantly protecting her sons from all dangers then pandavas requested krishna to stay for some more time krishna obliged and stayed for some more time then yudhishthira was de- dejected he was lamenting and he was thinking that he was the whole cause of sole cause of killing millions of people on the battlefield because he want to get back his kingdom because of me many many people died on the battlefield so although krishna and the sages said no there is no sin on your part you have done your duty that's all but still he was not happy so krishna thought let me take him to bishma who is a reservoir of all knowledge so krishna took dushra to bishma then bishma instructed to yudhishthira on various departments of departments of knowledge after receiving the knowledge yudhishthira maharaj became free from all lamentation and started ruling the world now after that krishna left astinapura and went to dwaraka in the previous chapter we heard how krishna was received by the residents of dwaraka so in this chapter 12th chapter beginning of the chapter again the sages of naimisharanya came back to the original topic about birth and activities of parikshit maharaj they said shavanakarishi said my dear suta goswami the womb of uttara was spoiled by the brahmastra weapon of ashwatthama krishna entered the womb and protected the womb of uttara now please tell us how did maharaja parikshit take his birth and what did he achieve after his death what he achieved after death so then sota goswami began to explain when the what's fire weapon brahmastra attacked the womb of uttara parikshit maharaj was within the womb and he was suffering severe pain due to the radiation of brahmastra so krishna entered and he was neutralizing the radiation of brahmastra at the time parikshit maharaj saw that krishna is approaching and he is doing something after protecting parikshit maharaj krishna disappeared so parikshit maharaj remembered the face of the lord even within the womb of his mother then parikshit maharaj took birth 
at an auspicious moment. And Maharaj Yudhishthira was very happy to see the son was born at last. The grandson is grandson. So then all the Brahmanas performed birth ceremony, purificatory process for the child, newborn child. Then Vedic hymns they started chanting. Then Yudhishthira Maharaj started giving charity like a cows, horses, elephants, gold, villages to all the Brahmanas. The Brahmanas were very happy and the Brahmanas started saying, this spotless son, Prakshit Maharaj was saved by the Supreme Lord Krishna. Therefore, he will become the first class devotee of the Lord. And he will have all good qualities. Yudhishthira Maharaj was very happy. After that he asked, Yudhishthira Maharaj asked uh, the uh, Brahmanas, my dear Brahmanas, this son will be as saintly kings as his ancestors. This son will be as this son will be as saintly and pious as the ancestors appeared in the great royal dynasty, like Dushmanta, Bharata, Puru. These are the great devotees. They are all pious. And the saintly, saintly kings, whether this son also will be like, like them. This was the eagerness of Dushra Maharaj to know about this boy, this son, grandson. Because the king means he should be saintly. He is the representative of God. Why they are representative of God? Just like uh, we are protected by God. The kings are trained to acquire the quality of God to protect the citizens. Therefore, they are also representative of God. In the Bhagavad Gita, the fourth chapter, Krishna explains the beginning. Imam Vivasve Yogam Proktavan Aham Avyayam Vivasvan Manave Praha Manur Ikshvake Bravit Evam Parambara Praptam Imam Rajashovidu Sakale Namata Krishna says, I instructed this Bhagavad Gita to Sun God in the beginning. Then Sun God instructed to his son Manu. Why was the Manu? In turn, Manu instructed his son Ikshvaku. Like that, this science was received by the subject succession. In this way, the Raja Rishi, saintly king, understood the subject matter. But in due course of time, it was broken and appears to be lost. Generally, when we speak, a guru speaks on some subject, disable hears. Disable will take the subject, when he speaks, what he does, he adds some masala, 10% masala will add. And he gives. And this disable, what he does, he will add another 10% masala. So like that, after 10 generation, only masala will be there. No message will be there. Like that, when he spoke, Krishna spoke to Sun God, all things are coming, the parampara lost. So once again Krishna had to speak the message again. Because people always want to give their own ideas and add their ideas to the Bhagavad Gita. Therefore nobody could become a devotee unless Prabhupada gave this Bhagavad Gita as it is. So one should receive knowledge from the bona fide spiritual master. So the king, kings are called Rajarishis. 
they cannot be compared to a common man they cannot be compared to a common man so the kings only can understand those who are saintly kings they can understand the bhagavad gita so therefore krishna spoke this bhagavad gita to top class people not the low class people bhagavad gita is meant for class not for the mass in one sense because people may sometimes accuse us iskon they don't build temple preach in the slum area or they don't open in temple in villages they always see the city and the preach to only top class people why krishna did because one person leader takes up krishna consciousness he understand then he can make all the people devotees one person if you teach preach 10 top class people even one person accept that's enough he can change the world because they can, they have the power therefore our focus should be the top class cream society cream class people if they understand then everyone can become devotee we need not to bother so yudhishthira maharaj was very anxious to know whether his grandson will be saintly and pious as his ancestors because when the saintly king rules the world people will be very happy during the rule of ramachandra was saintly person himself supreme personality of god during the rule of ramachandra the forest rivers mountain hill seas provided all the necessities to all the jeevas not only human being even animals birds could get whatever they wanted there was no lamentation no anxiety no old age no disease there was no death even for one who did not wish to die that is the rule of ramachandra ramarajya because by leading a good government a king acquire one sixth share of the citizens of all their pious activities simply leading a good government by giving proper protection to the citizens a king acquire one sixth share of all the pious activities performed by a citizens if citizen chant are krishnamandra 10 rounds or maybe 6 rounds you'll get one round benefit like that one lakh people are chanting one one round you'll get how many some 16000 rounds benefit you'll get so that is the quality of saintly kings to protect to lead a government means give complete protection to the citizens and by leading a corrupt government the politicians get one sixth share of all impious activities performed by the citizens in this age of kali people all are committing all sinful activities therefore the king or a leader or head of the state will get a share of all sinful activities performed by all the impious people and he acquire all the reaction for sinful activities of the people and he'll go to hell and be there for billions of years whereas a pious person a saintly king when he leads a good government he acquires all the good merit of the people and he goes to the heavenly planet and he enjoys millions of years so therefore administrative head leaders of the society should be saintly 
then only citizens can be happy. Otherwise, citizens cannot be happy. Our Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur, Prabhupada knew very well. Unless we change the leaders, citizens, people cannot be happy. Therefore, they would approach top class people, leaders of the country, nation. They tried all their best. Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur would meet all top class people, viceroys, ministers, and preach them. Prabhupada would write letters to president, uh, leaders of the nations, to take up this Krishna consciousness. If you preach, people become devotees. But unfortunate, nobody could take it seriously. So in this verse, Mara Yudhishthira is asking to the Brahmanas, this son will be exactly like King Ikshwaku in protecting the citizens. And whether he will be also following the Brahminical culture, being true to his promise like a Lord Rama. Sorry, the sage uh, Brahmana says, this son exactly like a King Ikshwaku. And he will maintain, because Ikshwaku was a maintainer, would maintain the citizens nicely and would protect the citizens. So who is King Ikshwaku? The beginning of creation, Lord Vishnu created Lord Brahma. Then Brahma begot four sons, four Kumaras. Then he begot Shiva. Then third set of generation, he begot ten sons. Headed by Marichi. Marichi, Atri, Angira, Brigamuni, Pulastya, Pula, Kritav, Narada, Daksha. This third generation. Marichi got married to Kala, daughter of Kardamuni and Devavuti. They gave birth to Kashepa. Marichi gave birth to Kashepa. Kashepa married 13 daughters of Daksha. One of his wife was Aditi. Kashepa and Aditi begot many sons. One of the sons is Sun God Vivaswan. Kashepa, son was Vivaswan, one of the many sons. Vivaswan had two wives, Samnya and Chaya. Through Samnya, he begot one son called Shadadeva. He is called Vaivasta Manu. And Manu married to Shadda. There are 14 Manus are there in the day of Brahma. This is Samantha Manvantra named Vaivasta Manvantra. So Manu, Vaivasta Manu got married to Shraddha. Both of them want to have children, but there are no children. So Manu and his wife Shraddha, they performed sacrifice under the direction of Vashishta Muni. So Vashishta Muni is the Kologuru of Sun Dynasty. So they were fasting. And the Manu began the sacrifice in order to beget a son so that he can rule. But Manu's wife, Shraddha, wanted to beget a daughter. So without knowledge of Manu, his wife went and told the Brahmanas who were chanting the mantras, told, I want to beget a daughter, please chant the particular mantra. So sacrifice was over and child was born. The child was girl child. Manu was surprised. I began the sacrifice to beget a son. But contrary to this, I got a daughter. 
How is it possible? Even to his guru, Vashishta, my dear Gurudeva, all of you are perfect in chanting Vedic mantras. But why the result has come opposite? What's the reason? Then Vashishta Muni said, let me find out, let me figure out. Then he came and told, actually, your wife went and deviated the Brahmanas. No problem, don't worry. I have the power, I will transform this girl into a boy. So then he did tapasya to please Lord Vishnu. Lord, washed, Lord Vishnu was pleased. Vishnu said to Vashishta, my dear Vashishta, what do you want? Vashishta said, please transform this girl into a boy. Let it be so. So the beautiful girl named Ila became transformed into a beautiful boy named Sudhyumna. Manu's eldest son, Sudhyumna. He grew up, Sudhyumna grew up. One day he and his minister Sandal were going in the forest, northern region of Mount Meru. So when they reached the one spot called Sukumara, all of them became female. Sudhyumna and all ministers even the horses, when they reached the part of the Himalaya, means uh, Mount Meru, all of them became female. They were surprised. What is that? Prakshit asked this question to Shagadu Gosam because he was explaining all things. Who made this place so powerful? Why they became female? The moment they reached, why they became female? Once Lord Shiva and his wife Uma, they were engaged in the conjugal pastimes in that place. At that time, sages were going to meet Lord Shiva. So when they were going, and they saw uh, his wife, uh, Uma and Shiva, they were engaged in the conjugal pastimes. But the sages thought, it's not a good time for us to go disturb them. So they diverted their path and went to Batrikashrama. So Uma, when, he saw, when she saw that in that condition, the sages came and saw me, she felt very unhappy. See, not to pacify his wife, Uma, my dear Uma, I'll give one benediction. Henceforth, any male comes to the spot, reaches the spot, he'll become female. So since then, nobody entered except Sudhimna. Sudhimna was the first person who entered. So all of them became female. So they did not go back to the kingdom. They are roaming here and there and finally because the Sudhimna again became a beautiful woman any male, uh, male person sees the beauty will be influenced by lusty desire she was loitering in the forest there was an ashram of Buddha Buddha was son of moon, uh, moon god when Buddha saw the Ila beautiful woman he proposed her both of them got married the son was born named Pururava after that, Sudhimna, that Ila, came back to home. When Vashishta Muni heard everything, that Sudhimna again became female, he felt very much aggrieved. Again he said, don't worry, once again I will change you. So again he performed tapasya to please Lord Shiva. So Lord Shiva was pleased. And Lord Shiva asked, my dear uh, Vashishta, what benediction you want? So Vashishta said, please transform this girl into boy again, Sudhimna. She was put in complex situation. Because already gave benediction to his wife, Uma. Whoever comes to this place, he'll become female. 
if he gives this benediction then that promise becomes false and already he told shiva told to vashishta whatever you ask i'll give you if it does not fulfill then fault on the part of shiva so in order to know balance both he said okay one month will be a girl one month will be a female so means one month will be a female now sudhimna one month will be a female and next month will be a male in this way he balanced both the situation so sudhimna when he was a male he would go out and rule the kingdom go out meet people but he was a female he would sit inside the house but people saw people also are not happy so one day sudhimna left everything went to forest he was not happy went to forest took up krishna consciousness went back home back to garden so manu has no children now once again he performed tapasya on the bank of emuna for hundreds of years to beget sons after that he begot 10 sons headed by ikshvaku ikshvaku nirga sharyati narshanta all the names probably listed out ikshvaku had 100 sons of 110 sons there are three sons were prominent vikukshi dandaka nimi so lord ramachandra appeared in the dynasty dynasty of vikukshi mother sita or is our father janaka maharaj appeared in the nimi dynasty of course both of them in the dynasty of ikshaku dynasty so ikshaku once he told vikukshi my dear son please go and bring some animal for sacrifice because they were performing shraddha sacrifice so ikshaku told vikukshi to go and get some animal to offer in the sacrifice vikukshi went to forest and he was trying to catch some animals he got some some animals some rabbit something and he was feeling very thirsty and feeling hungry what he caught he ate half of the rabbit rest of the items he brought and gave to father my dear father please take it then father gave this to vashishta to purify then vashishta said oh it's contaminated it is already made a juta we cannot use it for sacrifice then ikshaku called his son vikukshi what happened he said i was feeling angry i took some little portion get lost he banished his son because ikshaku was such a exalted person he did not care for son he want to maintain dharma because he violated the principles of dharma so in due course of time ikshaku also left everything went to forest and went back home back to garden then vikukshi came and started ruling the kingdom so we can see how the kings are so saintly and they do not mind even their own children they do not care they want to protect citizens they want to maintain the principles of dharma here prabhupada says in the purport that all the jeevas are in this material world come to this world because of being independent in nature we want to enjoy without association of krishna therefore we transmigrate from one body to another body and struggle here although we are undergoing this struggle but still lord is the protector and maintainer we are protected by lord and his devotees we are maintained by lord and his devotees like a saintly kings take for example parikshit maharaj when he was touring he saw a person who was dressed like a dressed like a king was torturing beating a cow and bull 
the moment he saw immediately got down from the chariot who are you in my kingdom torturing how dare you can kill an innocent animal like a cow and bull therefore you are deserve to be punished immediately he took up his sword to kill the personified kali so they do not care in this world even animals they are also jeevas they have the right to live just like we have right to live even they have the right to live so kings protect even animals they do not sacrifice they do not leave okay let the cows can be killed or let animals can be killed no problem i want to protect only human being no saintly kings cannot tolerate even animals being tortured therefore government should never encourage slaughter house encouraging slaughter house is against laws of nature therefore we are undergoing so many problems why because government allows to kill the animals we suffer jeevas we suffer so if kings are saintly people then they will not encourage this kind of slaughter house then people can be happy and the saintly people sees he cannot tolerate immediately prakshmara want to kill the personality kali understood that i am going to be killed by prakshit maharaj immediately surrendered to prakshit maharaj please protect me please save me then prakshit said don't worry since you surrender your life i'll protect you but you cannot be in my kingdom get lost so said maharaja everything belongs to you where can i go everything belongs to you i am also one of your subject please give me some place so that i can live under your protection peacefully sparkshitmaras thought okay he said dyutum panam striyasuna yatra dharma chaturvida you go to the place where there is a meat eating prostitution gambling intoxication you go and reside in this place so therefore prupat gave the four regulative principles based on this verse if one follows this four regulative principles he can keep the kali far away he can keep kali far away so he said please give me some more place this is not enough then prakshmara said go and reside in the place where there is excessive gold because wherever there is a gold excessive gold there is a lust falsity everything is there so the prakshit maharaj was so saintly even he was ready to forgive the offender the devotees are always kind and forgiving in nature the saintly kings are forgiving in nature even one is a wrong doer if they surrender they forgive the quality of saintly person is to forgive and forget so prakshit maharaj had the quality because he is coming in the parampara of ikshvaku dynasty ah sorry dushmanta puru bharat maharaj so maharaja yudhishthira was very anxious whether this person will be like this child will be like this so when king when the rule like the uh, uh the duty of king is to protect brahmanas and rishis for this reason the kshatriyas will go to forest and kill wild animals there is no sin on the part of kshatriyas to kill the wild animals because in the forest there will be rishis and the brahmanas they perform sacrifice and tapasya 
sometimes the wild animal comes and disturb them so in order to make them peaceful kings would go and kill the wild animals when vishwamitra was performing sacrifice at the time there were many demons or rakshasas would come and disturb the sacrifice so vishwamitra went to the court of maharaj dasharatha and said my dear dasharatha i want your son rama to accompany me to kill all the rakshasas dasharatha maharaj was very upset because rama is just a 16 year old he was so attached to his son so why rama should come i'll come i'll kill no i want rama so vashishta muni said dasharatha my dear dasharatha don't worry about rama he can easily kill all the rakshasas so vishwamitra took lord ramachandra and lakshmana and he gave them the mantra by which lord rama and lakshmana could easily kill all the rakshasas who are disturbing the demon who are disturbing the sacrifice so lord ramachandra he wanted to protect brahmanas it is said in this verse namo brahmanya devaya guru go brahmana itayacha lord vishnu's main business is to protect brahmanas and cows of course he protects everyone but specifically gives more importance to brahmana so brahmanas protected then whole world is protected the next why lord ramachandra killed wali last time we discussed about the past times so wali had a brother named sugriva they had some quarrel so wali misunderstood sugriva and he want to kill wali uh, his brother sugriva sugriva went and hide himself in one uh, rishyamukha mountain cave because wali could not approach the mountain because there was curse placed on wali that he could not approach if he goes there he will be killed so he could not go and uh, he was living because of fear of wali he could not go to kingdom so wali took his wife also took the wife of sugriva and he was enjoying with his brother's wife so in lord ramachandra was searching for sita somehow he came into rishyamukha mountain and made alliance with sugriva sugriva said rama i will help you to find out sita but you should help me to kill my brother wali and get back my kingdom rama agreed both of them pledged a friendship so both of them were fighting lord ramachandra said sugriva go and challenge your brother when both of you are fighting i'll kill wali so when both of them were fighting each other who wali and sugriva ramachandra was hiding behind the tree and shot an arrow at wali so wali was pierced by the arrows of lord ramachandra fell down so lord rama approached to wali and wali said i thought you are righteous person i thought you are righteous person you are appeared in the family of ikshvaku but how can you perform such a ignoble act how can you perform such a vicious act i think because you have associated with vicious person like sugriva you inherited the quality of sugriva so he started accusing lord ramachandra like anything i never expected because i have not fought with you that also you you killed me you shot me arrow 
by hiding behind the tree it's unacceptable so lord rama smiled at wali and said my dear wali actually you there is no fault on part of sugriva but you exiled him you threatened to take his life you supposed to protect him as your son because younger brother as elder son means should protect his younger brother as a son maintain him as a son and his wife he should see like his daughter but you threatened to take his life moreover you took his wife as your wife and enjoying you are talking about dharma it's like just like a devils recite scriptures while you are speaking on the dharma part and ramachandra blasted wali and said i have come here to protect the pious people to protect the righteous people to punish unrighteous people like you you are called atatai you are an aggressor because you want to enjoy the wife of your brother therefore you are deserved to be killed by any means there is no sin on the part there is no sin on anyone's part so after hearing everything from lord ramachandra he became purified because lord is speaking he was purified and he said my dear lord rama i committed an offense i committed mistake please forgive me he called sugriva he said i misunderstood you please forgive me then he called angada and handed over angada to sugriva please take care of my son as your son and he said to angada please do not bear any animosity towards your uncle sugriva and ramachandra please serve sugriva as you serve me worship lord rama as you worship lord vishnu after saying that he gave up his body so we can see how lord is so careful in protecting the devotees his main business is to kill a demons and righteous people and uh, one more point to prabhu uh, mentioned here after lord uh, ramachandra killed ravana and brought back his wife sita to uh, ayodhya there was a brahmanas again came and complained to lord ramachandra about a one demon who was disturbing there was a demon named madhu he was living in the maduvana in the city of mathura so the demon of course he was a good person a son of a king but due to bad association he became a demon his father rejected because he developed evil qualities father rejected the madhu banished him from the kingdom the madhu was roaming here and there finally he came to maduvana and he established a kingdom in maduvana and became the ruler of the maduvana and he performed severe tapasya to please lord shiva and lord shiva was pleased and gave one trishul to this madhu demon he said my dear madhu as long as you hold this trishul this weapon in your hand nobody can conquer you even the demigods cannot conquer you what to speak of human being so after getting the weapon become too much puffed up started torturing all the brahmanas vaishnavas rishis he would not allow anyone to perform sacrifice so the brahmanas came to of course this madhu got married to ravana's sister and they begot lavanasura the madhu begot a demon called lavanasura so the brahmanas came and reported to lord ramachandra this person is constantly giving trouble to us so lord ramachandra's duty is to protect the sages brahmanas he called shatrughna 
my dear satguna go to madhuvana go to mathura become king and kill this demon lavanasura sorry uh, before that lord vishnu appeared to kill this madhu lord vishnu appeared he killed madhu and lavanasura inherited the kingdom and took the weapon of his father also this trishul and he started torturing all the brahmanas and vaishnavas this time the brahmanas went and complained lord ramachandra lord ramachandra told his brother youngest brother shatruguna please go and kill this lavanasura this lavanasura as long as he hold the weapon nobody can defeat him so the brahmanas informed lord ramachandra be careful nobody can defeat him as long as he hold the weapon so lord ramachandra told uh his brother shatruguna when he doesn't have any weapon at the time you challenge him for battle look for the time when he doesn't have the weapon trishul at the time you challenge him for a battle at the time he gave the arrows lord ramachandra gave arrows to shatruguna the same arrow lord vishnu used to kill madhu and kaitapa in the beginning of creation the same arrow handed over to shatruguna used this arrow to kill this demon so shatruguna came to madhura and he was watching the activities of this lavanasura one day lavanasura went to forest for hunting without taking the weapon at the time he came who shatruguna came and all his servant assistants blocked the his house the cave where he kept the uh, weapon so that lavanasura cannot approach the cave and take the weapon so then at the time shatruguna challenge he came from the forest carrying lot of bulls buffaloes elephant just imagine the size of the person so he challenged the lavanasura shatruguna challenged the lavanasura and finally he killed him so this is the character of a kshatriya a saintly king to give protection to brahmanas and sages like ikshvaku lord ramachandra shatruguna and prakshit maharaj they gave protection to the brahmanas because the main business is to protect brahmanas to protect devotees and to vanquish the demons to reestablish dharma so in the conclusion we can say just like yudhishthira maharaj was eagerly he was anxious to know whether his grandson is a saintly person like his ancestors we should also should be anxious to see our son or grandson to see they, they whether become devotees we should not be anxious to see or hear whether my son or grandson become a doctor or engineer or a politician or great of artist so we should be anxious to see that our generation next generation should become devotees of the lord so unless we are devotees of the lord we can't expect our generation or next generation to become devotees of the lord so it's not so easy to become a devotee of the lord it's not so easy but we can become devotee of devotee when we become devotees of the devotee we can easily become devotees of krishna so krishna says to arjuna in adi purana eme bhakta janat eme bhakta janatama name bhakta chate chate jana mad bhaktana chaye bhaktas theme bhakta tamamata my dear arjuna those who are my devotees they are not my devotees actually those who are devotees are my devotees they are actually my devotees so from the statement of krishna we can see 
we cannot become devotees of lord easily when we become the sincere servant of his pure devotees like prabhupada then we become factual devotees of krishna how do you become a devotee or follows of prabhupada a devotee of prabhupada simply if we follow the instruction of prabhupada then we become devotees of factual devotees of krishna prabhupada instructed only two things to every one of us he told to chant hare krishna mantra 16 rounds and follow four regulative principles by doing this we become dear to prabhupada when we become dear to prabhupada we can become dear to krishna and we can go back home back to godhead that is the purpose of this verse shrimad bhagavatam ki shlabrupad ki